Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. At Holy Cross Boys School in Belfast, Northern Ireland, schoolyard conflicts are resolved at the philosophy board, where the youngsters learn to reason and think for themselves. School principal Kevin McAvery, a Stoic who sings along to Elvis Presley, is rocking the status quo by teaching philosophy to students in a community plagued by urban decay, sectarian violence, poverty, and drugs. In an atmosphere of deep caring and support, his students learn new ways to manage their emotions based on ancient texts. Young Plato deftly addresses the social division and intergenerational trauma of a city divided by peace walls, where the troubles are more than a memory in a story filled with the mischievous charm of young boys learning to question the mythologies of war and violence. Young Plato shines a positive light on contemporary Northern Ireland, offering a model for building a culture of peace in these troubling times. Today I'm joined by director Nasa Nikianina and subject Kevin McAvery to discuss Young Plato. Young Plato will open theatrically in New York on Friday, September 23rd, and a regional expansion will follow on September 30th. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Thank you both so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. I um, absolutely loved the film. It was, um, it's one of those things where it's something that while not specifically, obviously about people in this country, in the United States, I feel like we could learn a lot from what Kevin is doing there. And I think that there's a lot of similarities between the problems that are facing students um, in Belfast and the ones that we're facing here in the United States um, with this sort of um, generational trauma around violence. And you see school shootings in our schools, things like that here. And I'm just wondering if that's a reaction that you're getting to this film is just how, while very specific to this area, how universal the themes are. Yeah, I think you're right. You're exactly right there, Chris. It is. I mean, it is, it is, it, this is a film about, um, you know, children learning very early how to respect the other, how to listen to the other and how to be in control of their own emotions and um, and how to recognize their own trigger points. And um, there's a lot of lessons there. There's lessons for, for all of us um, in this film, I think. And it can, you can, you can take what's going on in Holy Cross and, and, you know, the conflict that, that these children, the post-conflict um, situation that these children have grown up in, and you can, you can, you can see the similarities if you move it to Israel and Palestine, if you move it to, you know, black and white neighborhoods in America, or, you know, anywhere where, pol- where polarization exists, um, uh, the themes are exactly the same. The issues are exactly the same. Unfortunately, I wish this wasn't such a universal story. But um, Kevin, can I just ask you, what was the inspiration? What was the idea of bringing philosophy to these students? Um, something that's pretty radical that I haven't seen before and something that I think it seems to be a positive impact and something that I hope that other schools will take on. I hope you're right. I hope that... Um... This, the young Plato film, it, what we do is, is inspire people to sort of take action and, and uh, become sort of change agents and, and have a, a more of a critical attitude to things. You see, what we're looking to do, Chris, Christopher, is we're looking to um, use philosophy, mental health and well-being, um, use it as an antidote to fake news, but, but above all, um, to develop that sort of critical attitude um, to to uh, anything that they see here, 
uh, and and even uh, around the family table, you know, it's it's important to sort of to, to get people back to the traditional family values of talking dialogue. Um, we're, we're missing it so so much, and and I can tell you this, Christopher. Um, I, I'm actually in the school at the minute, and I'm looking at my office window, and it reminds me of the time when, for three weeks, when the new P1s came in, uh, I stood and, and walked out the window, and, and the new P1s were, were, were rushing out of the school into mummy's arms and daddy's arms, and oh, uh, and how was your day? And there was about, I'd say, two, three second dialogue, and then get onto the phone, just dragging the child along. And there was there was no no more dialogue. It was the children. The child was tripping behind. There was no interaction. There was no conversation. And uh, the, the parents were aghast when I brought them into the the hall and told them, "Listen, do you realise what you're doing here? It, you need to get to conversation and and time and be present with your child. Present." important that not always available see if your phone rings your child's talking your child is your priority that is your purpose your purpose in life and um going back to that and you see that i i really really um want to show the world this that that, that the children's voice is so important absolutely and i think that um one of the takeaways as a parent that I had from this was it's not just being open to listening, which I think is crucial. It's incredibly important, but it's also the quality of the questions in the way yeah. that you engage with. Yeah, no, it definitely is because quick questioning is so important. And um, I, I that's what I did was I did a book that, that went into, and that's in the movie, that went into all of the, the homes and in it, it has 40 philosophy questions. And, and that's one for every week. And that's the idea is to get, get rid of all the screen time, turn the TV off, uh, be present. You're, you're not available. And this is this is family discussion time. And and then I and there's a page in it which sort of brings on the conversation, how to bring on a conversation because uh, and NASA will love this. Um, we asked about, um, is it okay to eat meat? Because NASA's vegan. And... Um, Kids were like, oh, yeah. Well, one, one, one said, yes, it is. I like meat. And the other one says, yeah, I like meat. The daddy said, I like meat. Mommy said, I like meat. The mom says, how's that philosophy, Mr. Margarita? And I says, well, <laughs> what do you have to do? Imagine there was someone sitting here. What would they be thinking? What would they be thinking about, is it okay to eat meat? Um, where, where, where's their thoughts? Or, or even, can you describe meat without using the word meat? You know, so so it's it's me making the parents better questioners with with their children, and in that book is 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 a list of sort of questions to sort of bring on a philosophical discussion because it's about educating the community, Christopher. It's not about just uh, with the children. You know, it's the, it's the classroom assistants, it's the teachers, it's the parents, it's the it's the grandparents. Do you know who does homework, Christopher? The grannies and grandas. Yep, of course. Unfortunately, and I'm a parent, so that 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 that's that's important that we hit the grannies and the granddas as well. You know that that, that they they are on board and that, and that they they see that it's so important to be to, to be a part of this and be a part of this philosophical journey. Because I had a grandma come and says, "Philosophy? I don't even know what it bloody means." 
And I says, well, what can you do? What can you say without the word bloody? Of course, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I don't know what it means, you know. So once once you get over the, the sort of, because all it is is thinking about thinking. In Plato's terms, you know, thinking about thinking, think about that. Because we're always thinking about thinking. You're thinking about my thinking now, you know, and yeah. it might thinking, and I'm hoping that it does when people around the world change their thinking and how they see things, you know? Well, the, if there's one thing that the world certainly needs right now, it's a uh, little bit more philosophy and less ideology at this point. And just the questioning and listening with open minds is so important right now. Um, NASA, I was wondering how you became aware of what Kevin was doing and what was the process like of deciding to start this film and undergo this project with him. Yeah. Um, well, it was it was my co-director, Kevin, or uh, Declan McGrath, who uh, he's a Belfast based filmmaker and he had heard about Kevin and um, Declan and I had worked together in the past and um, he knew I was an observational filmmaker. So he he sort of asked me to get involved. And what was it like? I mean, look, it was just, you know, when you find when you find a great protagonist and you have an amazing stage, like the story kind of, you know, it's very, very easy then to 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 uh, to step into making a film because, you know, it's it's all there for you. You just have to take care of the technical part of it. And um, Kevin was an incredible protagonist, but he was also incredibly open and uh, and he was, you know, he bravely allowed us into his world and into his school. And um, and that was, you know, that for that we'll forever be grateful. And um, and because Kevin let us in, you know, the um, the school community also let us in because they they hold him and his school in great regard. So the process was much much easier than I actually imagined it would be. I it it did feel it did feel a little daunting in the beginning, but really um, he he made it all very very easy for us, and um, and yeah, it was just it was just a joy really to be in that school because it's an incredible oasis in a very uh in a community that's very challenged that's um that's had a lot of difficulties in the past and um this is you know once you go inside those gates you have um there's an incredible sense of joy in the school and um and that just comes from the teachers the staff the classroom assistants they're all there for the same reason they're all there to do their best to empower these kids and help them be their their best version of themselves yeah it's something that's incredibly inspiring to watch from the outside um to see these children and the community and how they idea this really what would be a strange idea anywhere but especially in a community race this idea and this principle and this way of thinking around it and these Mm -hmm. these children inspiring they're funny and their their stories are all heartbreaking at times and i'm wondering how you decided to balance those things these different elements because you could have really chosen to focus on any number one of these students and dove really deep into one of their lives and you could have ended up with probably 40 different films yeah yeah well the film was always going to be about philosophy and the power of philosophy that was always the focus so that was always going to be the spine so if we if we had delved and focused in on any one particular child it would it would have kind of it would have distracted us and taken us into other other issues so really from the very get-go that we knew that that was our line of inquiry like what happens when 
children this young are introduced to philosophy. So with so from there, you know, it's just showing, you know, maybe five or six different characters and seeing how they interacted with or, or how or the effects of what uh, philosophy had on their lives that 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 became the, the focus of the film. And there's this when you were started filming, you couldn't have known um, what was going to. Um, I'm sorry, Sorry, Chris, are you, you just dropped out there. Could you just repeat the question? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, um, the filming, it was right. You started before the pandemic. And so that comes right in the middle of it. And this Mm -hmm. idea of these children being prepared with how to ask questions and how to question their own thinking is something that was, I think these children in a way had better emotional preparation than a lot of adults did like myself for going to that particular two-year phase that we're still kind of in the middle of right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, yeah. I'm sure that their, their, that, that uh, their, their lessons in philosophy helped them there. I mean, it was, it, it was uh, academically, I think it was, it was an extremely challenging time as well. I mean, maybe Kevin might be able to say more about that, but I know that, that, um, you you saw the you know the very very cramped areas that you know that a lot of these children were living in and then to to try and have to negotiate and, and be available for online school because the teachers designed these packs for them to take home and they also did online teaching and you know you're talking about a community that isn't well resourced at all so even if a family had one computer that would be quite you know, quite the thing in 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 the family, and they may have three or four children in that family. So uh, that part must have been very very challenging. Um, but Kevin, maybe you 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 probably have a bigger insight into into that aspect of it. Certainly do, uh, um A lot a lot of homes didn't have Wi-Fi, Christopher. So we had we had to buy in Wi-Fi for. They had a lot of tablets and. Um, screens for for homes that couldn't afford it uh yeah it was it was definitely a challenging time um and the school became a food bank uh, i worked in the food bank and uh, brought food to all the homes uh, within the area and we got sort of cards from uh, local shops you know food cards and um pe- people people were fighting it tight and fighting it hard and i think sort of education took a back seat for a while um, I mean that was to be expected, but but I reconnected with with um, the, the kids and, and we had many philosophy uh, Zoom lessons and, and and they really worked well and and it was great to, to see the kids online. Uh, although uh, we had to be careful about too because you couldn't have, you couldn't have your your phone in your bedroom. I, the, the phone had to be you know where an adult was and you had and. The kids couldn't understand this, and I said, let, let, "But this is why." No, no, no. But you ha- it had to be run out just for your own protection, as, as well as the protection of the child. So the, we learned many, many things. But what you'll see in in young Plato, um, uh, only sort of a philosopher uh, will will notice this. Uh, when we first started filming, um, the philosophy classes were in, in uh, horseshoe formations in the philosophy room. And then when COVID hit, I had to write NASA and Declan into a risk assessment because the staff didn't want any strangers in the school. So they had to be written into the risk assessment so that we could complete it and they could only go into a couple of rooms. And when you'll see me in classrooms and the children behind desks, 
But that's not how we, we do philosophy. We do it in a sort of horseshoe formation because the children weren't allowed to walk through the school, Christopher, um, due, due to the, the procedures of, of COVID and that there, you know, that transmitting the virus. We didn't really know much about it then. Um, so we, we, we had to... Um, you know, look after that end of it, and and it was a wee bit disconcerting for NASA and for Declan. You know, coming into the school as well during the the COVID times, but but we did well, and um, I'm glad that you know we, we do have a tight team here in in the school of of teachers, and they were they were accepted back in with open arms. Yeah, this is um I, I think an incredibly inspiring story, and something that we can learn a lot from. Um, no matter where you are, I, I think these these themes, your approach to education is something that is universally can be applied. And I just wanted to say thank you for what you're doing for those kids. And NASA, thank you for bringing this story to our attention and giving us a larger stage so that we can take something away from this, because this is just an incredibly powerful film that um, at the same time, it doesn't feel like homework. This is something that's deeply entertaining, but I think you can got a lot from watching this film yeah well I, I think Belfast people they you know they're tough and you know they deal with difficult circumstances through humor so there is you're right there's a lot of humor in young Plato as well as as you know the tough stories and um and um you know that's yeah that's 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 a testimony to 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 um to to Belfast really out of time here but I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to do it. And Kevin, I did have one last question for you because I don't think I would be doing my job if I didn't mention one Elvis thing after seeing this film. Um, there was a video that I watched last night of Elvis and Frank singing each other's songs. And I was wondering if you've seen that and it's a favorite yeah, yeah. Elvis moment you have. Christopher, you dropped out. I missed, what did you say there? I missed that part. You dropped out. An Elvis question. Uh, Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley, there's a thing online where you can see them singing each other's stuff going back and forth. I'm wondering if you've seen that. And if you haven't seen it, do you have a favorite Elvis moment? Listen to this. Witchcraft and Love Me Tender. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. It's absolutely incredible. Incredible. And you can see how beautiful Elvis's voice is at the end of that when the, both of them sing Love Me Tender. Uh, and, and that's just it's a, a blow away moment for me. My, my mine is is definitely if I can dream, uh, okay. and well in in the Elvis movie, you know when uh, it was supposed to be a Christmas special, and Elvis says I did on, and uh, and and it was it was fantastic. But when Elvis sang that, he sang that because of the if I can dream uh, message coming from Martin Luther King, yeah. and that uh, I was pretty uh, fan that 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 he stood up to be counted because when he sang that song he changed history he really did and that's what i want the, the kids and i to, to become thinkers and not to be afraid that one day they could be that thinker like rosa parks on the montgomery bus or martin luther king or malcolm x you know all these gandhi all these people who have changed history with their thinking absolutely and uh thank you for that because that's uh we need to empower chance we have of making it a couple more generations down the path. So thank you for that. Thank, Very you. Much. thank you all. Take care. Have a good day. You Time enough to figure you out.
Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope